Welcome back to We Are C's Recruiting Roundup with Scott Schrader. I'm Dylan Brazier, and we're back on Monday with some more important recruiting news. Uh, Scott, if you first want to touch on what, what you've been up to. Well, this week I went and saw Jalen Harvey play. Last week I went and saw him play a scrimmage. This week I saw him play the first game of the year for Quince Orchard uh, and really like what I saw from Jalen. Uh, this is a guy that plays hard every down, uh, very hard to stop, requires a double team oftentimes. Uh, he, was, he was a regular in, in the backfield on on Saturday. Um, and, and, and he visited USC last weekend. And I thought that maybe that was going to be his final visit. It was going to lead up to you know, maybe a, a, a commitment announcement in a week. So he's delayed the commitment announcement. Oh, wow. So he's going to visit Maryland. He's going to go to a Maryland game next weekend. And then Penn State doesn't come home. They don't play at home for two more weeks. I think that's September 23rd, the same weekend where USC's at ASU. He's going to visit there. They're giving, they're giving Maryland and Penn State a similar chance as they gave USC by getting that one final visit in. However, I, you know, it's, I, I think it really is going to take something magical on those two visits that he's going to be going on here in the next couple of weeks to, to, to really stop USC from, from getting him. I think that's the direction it's going with Jalen Harvey. And, you know, so we'll see how things go. But I think USC fans are going to like the, the final outcome of that one. Definitely. I mean, it'd be nice to get a win right now. <laughs> yes, I know. Perfect. And then uh, moving on, we just recently gained a commitment in the class of 2026 wide receiver, Jamiron Baker. Uh, from Los Alamitos. He's not yet ranked since, I mean, class 2026 is so early, but he holds yeah. offers from uh, Texas A&M, Louisville, Tennessee, Michigan State, Miami, and Colorado. So definitely uh, within good company and definitely a surprise. I mean, it happened mid-game, right? Was... Yeah, you know, I made it, I made a joke on our on our message board saying, uh, you know, I'm going to have to start getting with these sophomores and tell them the, the, the proper protocol for announcing and and my first tip number one is do not commit or announce your commitment while you're at a football game. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So the timing was interesting. It was it was kind of like you know when when Matthews to tight end Walter Matthews committed to USC at four a.m. Yeah, know, I was like, yeah. Some guys just don't really care. Obviously, Jermiah's not looking for you know this. He, the, the attention was not the major reason for him announcing. Obviously. But he is a kid. We wrote an article about a year ago on, on the, the talented freshman class that Los Alamitos has and, and, and Tron, which is his nickname. Tron was among those guys, and, and he's he's a legit playmaker. Perfect. And then, okay, so we'll throw back to uh, Ryan Pelham. He's a 2024 wide receiver commit for us, and he had a great high school game last uh, last week with seven receptions, 112 yards receiving, two touchdowns, and he took a, uh, a kickoff 92 yards for a touchdown. Uh, his high school Milliken ended up winning 48 34. So by two touchdowns, I mean, could have been from him. Yeah. And uh, so had a great game for him. A reminder, he is the 86th overall prospect and 16th uh, receiver. Uh, but I mean, of course, with more performances like this, we could definitely see a rise in those rankings. Sure. Perfect. And then uh, after the, uh, you know, miss on Kicks and Villiamuasa and Ty Anthony Smith, uh, USC has offered 2024 three star linebacker Ephraim Asiata. And he's, um, let's see, he will be at the USC versus Stanford game next weekend for an official visit. So that's definitely promising. Yeah, he's got a pretty good, interesting backstory also on on why he may not have the offers that some of us think that he should have. And he was involved in, in, in an incident where he was actually shot. Um, and so, oh you know, he, 
Yeah, so he had that entire recovery process to go through last year. So he's just now getting back to playing football. He's hungry. He's playing great. And he's a top prospect for USC. And and, and don't let your ranking fool you on, on some of these guys. Sometimes there's a story. Sometimes there's a really good reason why some of these guys aren't ranked as high. Sometimes it's just, you know, missing on guys. But in some cases, it's just simply they haven't been seen. And that's the case with, with Asiata. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. And then I feel like every week we're always asking about Chris Cole. Once we get up to the uh, to this commitment date, I'm wondering if you have any more insight. If not, no worries. You know, there's not a whole lot more insight. You know, I know they went into this visit uh, with, with liking what they saw. And when I say they, it's going to be Chris, his mom, and his grandmother. All right, just for fans to know, he was at the Nevada game yesterday, too. Yes. He's on his official visit this weekend. Um, so yeah, I think he, his visit's probably just going to be ending as we stop reporting this as a show here. Um, but you know, tomorrow we'll end up talking to him, talking to his mom and kind of get an idea. I think the thinking is, is that Tennessee might be the school that's, that's nipping at Georgia's heels and in large part, you know, one thing that Georgia does not do is, and they don't have to, is they don't offer guaranteed, large guaranteed NIL deals for high school prospects like Lincoln Riley. Two different programs right now, but USC's closing the gap, obviously. And fans get upset in, 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 that USC doesn't pay high school football players. But, you know, this is going to be a, a kid who will we'll follow up with him. And, and I think that uh, USC, he, I think USC fans might be surprised on how much he liked his visit. Yeah, definitely. That's fair. So now we'll move on. Uh, obviously, there are some more stones in the fire cooking for USC in terms of 2024 recruits that are uncommitted, still on the table. So we'll announce them real quick. Uh, we got Jalen Harvey, of course, we've been talking about. Same with Chris Cole. And then we got a new one on the list, though, I haven't talked about much, and that's Jericho Johnson. Uh, Scott, if you, he's a D-lineman from Armijo, California, if you want to touch on him. Yeah, he's he's really, I think, right now, it's not even close. I think he's the top prospect on the board. Wow. Regardless of position. Uh, this is a big-time player. Extremely large. Very athletic. You know, kind of frighteningly athletic for a guy his size. Uh, could become a very dominant kind of guy in the middle space eater. Um, and he, he's always planned on taking his USC official visit during the football season. And, and it wouldn't surprise me. I haven't asked about this, but I, it, he, USC could end up being his last official visit. So we'll see how that all plays out. But he is a big time prospect that USC really, really needs. Definitely. And I see on here, it said he announced his final four uh, with USC in the mix. So that's always yeah. good. That's always good to hear. Perfect. And then our uh, next one is a uh, cornerback, Sione Lalea, which, which we've been talking about as of recent. And then after that, of course, we already mentioned him earlier, Ephraim Asiata, the linebacker. And then a new one I haven't talked about is uh, offensive lineman Justin Ta'anu'u uh, out of Huntington Beach, California. The yeah. yeah, he's a guy that I honest, honestly, before he took his Stanford official visit in June, he had planned on taking a, an official visit to USC. Uh, I thought the direction his recruitment was going was USC was going to end up getting him. Um, but, you know, Stanford's one of those places. There's certain guys, they get up there, it's beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been there before. Stanford's like an amazing place. Definitely. Um, but their football program's not that great. So they're going to have to build their way up. Um, so I asked Justin if he planned on getting to USC games this year, and he, he said he would definitely be at multiple games this year. So I think this could lead to an official visit at some point for him too. So that's another guy that – just stay on the lookout for offensive tackle from Huntington Beach High School. Perfect. Yeah, next up, uh, we haven't really talked about him much, but I feel like he's pretty well known. That's Fox Crater, uh, the offensive tackle from uh, uh, Vancouver, Washington. Uh, yeah. He committed to Oregon, but uh, Scott still, uh, how are we in the mix? 
There's USC is still pursuing him. Um, he's he's a, he's like one of the kids that I have hit up numerous times, numerous ways, and I get no response from him. I don't think anybody does. So it's not. I don't think it's anything about me. But uh, you know, he's he's another offensive tackle target. And USC felt this summer like they had a shot to get him despite his commitment to Oregon. But he he keeps saying that he solid was his, his commitment. Yet I keep hearing USC thinks they still have a shot. Nice. Perfect. We'll yeah. Hopefully. And then I see uh, on your quick notes in this article, you said uh, Aiden Breland was expected to make a, a USC official visit, but the chances of that happening are very slim. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, uh, you know, one of the prospects to where the NIL is very, very important to say the least. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those situations where if that's the case where NIL opportunities or a guaranteed type deal is a priority, USC is just not going to get those guys. That's fair. Perfect. Well, that, that will wrap up uh, the list of uh, priority recruits for USC. So now we're going to switch subjects. Uh, obviously, USC played Nevada uh, this past week. Uh, great game for both sides of the ball. Off, uh, Scott, if you want to touch on that. Yeah, you know, there was it was, as we talked about last week, defensively, we'll start with that. Oh, yeah. You, you had to see some improvements. And I, I think there were elements in game one, despite the 28 points that were scored, that looked really good in week Definitely. one. And I think that we could say that it looked even that much better here week two. I know who the opponent was, but I'm also watching the guys move around. Okay. I know how big they are, how athletic they are. I, I, I what really stood out to me. I haven't watched the whole game yet, but what really stood out to me today in watching some of the replays was how well USC is containing the edge. And yep. so you know, uh, they're, they're faster. They're far more explosive. Even just a little cut upfield by Taj Washington. I was like, damn, you know, he's always looked good to me. Very underrated, by the way. Was, somebody posted that on our message board. And I was like, yeah. you. We, we talked about him, but he was going to be one of the top receivers this year. For, oh, yeah. You know, nobody ever talked about him after last season. Get Jordan Addison. He had a lot going on there. But Taj was like that production machine. Yeah. So, he's I don't you know. So, anyway, offensively. It is what it is. Sixty-six points. They they look beautiful. Um, another thing is you had Elijah Hughes last week. This week it was Braylon Shelby that you got to see the strip and then the, the seal from uh, Stanley to Stanley Tafo. Stanley Tafo. Yeah. So, uh, hey, good lord! I thought you have, anytime you can get Miller Moss in in the third quarter, it, okay, great game. I mean, yeah. when Caleb still gets three hundred yards passing. <laughs> And doesn't even play the full game. That's a great game, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. there were certain things I was looking for on the defensive side. Um, mm -hmm. Last year, Nevada averaged 19 points a game. So in my head, I'm like, we cannot let them score more than 19 points. Okay. My prediction was 70 to 14. So 66, 14. Yeah. I mean, they checked off all the boxes, in my opinion. Defense mm -hmm. and um, Mason Cobb and Gentry weren't even in. So. Yeah. Playing our, you know, second stringers and guys that normally wouldn't get playing time and still putting up that kind of production, I feel like is a, a great win for the defense. Let's give a little hat tip to uh, Rajon Davis and, and Shane oh, yeah. Lee, too. Exactly. And then um, though I talked to a fan, and he uh, he asked if uh, Anthony Lucas was injured. Um, I, uh, apparently, he got up slow. So that, that's something to keep an eye out for. No, no, I don't, no. I don't think I don't think I don't think it's an issue. The only injury I saw was Gina Quinones, right? Yes, I was like, I was like within the first play or something like that. Yeah, you know, Lincoln Riley said after the game, we're hoping, you know, we're hoping for the best on that one. So that doesn't sound good. Of course, definitely. But I mean, thank thank God we have the the depth at O line. Lots of depth there. You know, it's 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 
maybe not week two. We're not going to be talking about this a whole lot, but that that depth word depth is going to be talked about a lot. You know, week seven, eight, nine, and ten, and you know, even beyond that. Definitely. And how about Quinn Joyner with that forty-seven yard touchdown run? I mean, it's, yeah. it's just great, it's great to see the freshmen, uh, and great for the recruits, obviously, seeing these freshmen get playing time and have production on the field. It's just no. Crazy. I mean, that's that's a, a very relevant topic. The guys seeing USC play offensively and defensively, it's very important USC take care of business defensively, but those running backs see guys like Quentin Joyner, true yeah. freshman, you know, doing what he's doing, that, that matters. Yeah, and then first touchdown of the game, Zachariah Branch, uh, picking yeah. it off where we left it off last week, so that's always great to hear. Well, heck yeah. For sure. It was fun to watch. I mean, I think anybody that was watching that game was like, God, USC is yeah. really good. I mean, I was really frustrated well, after that. Dominique Jackson, Domani Jackson got burnt on that uh, on that one of their first drives. But yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh no way! Is is this game going in that direction? Thankfully, it didn't. Defense the thing got, about it is, is Domani was right. I know. like all the through Domani's hand. Fifty fifty ball almost could have been an interception. I know. So the guy caught it. Maybe Domani should have tried to bat it away instead of trying, you know, cradle the ball for an interception, but. You know, I, I think that's the kind of stuff, as a fan, as somebody maybe who's uber critical, you you, you can't look at that kind of stuff and, and be tremendously upset. Of course. We're going to have mistakes, yeah. uh, especially on the defensive side. It's just how we can limit those mistakes. And they did a great job of rebounding and making sure that does not happen again. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, looking to next week, we take on Stanford uh, at the Coliseum, which is going to be a great environment. Uh, I think USC is going to easily take it again. Stanford's no pushover, but it's still USC. Yeah, I, I, I think I just saw the, the point spread, so I think four touchdowns. Oh, oh, wow. Four touchdowns? Oh, my goodness. Uh, somewhere, in that, somewhere in that range. Yeah. 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 I mean, it will be, it'll be nice to see USC's actual first-team defense and see how they can put up against uh, against the the new Troy, what, a Troy Taylor offense. Yeah. yeah. You know, offensively, Stanford's going to be different. Definitely. To say the and they're going to be well coached, but you know Stanford's got such a long way to go before that. You know they 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 did not do what Deion Sanders did over during the offseason. You know because yeah. they can't. Stanford can't do that. Yeah. Um. So I you know I I think that USC is going to probably win by more than the point spread. That's fair. And then speaking of Deion, like you mentioned, he had a great game yesterday. That was I don't oh, know yeah. if TCU was really bad or if Colorado was really good. Well, you know, the thing about Colorado is, and we talked about that, you know, we had to pick a last in the Pac-12, and I was like, I, you know, I, I was going okay, to put them a little higher than that. I had a little faith in them. I know, but I was, and, you know, I made, made, made it clear that I was ignorant on everybody they brought in. I was just basically, they didn't win a game last year, and they'll probably yeah. win four this year. You know, so this is not a hater of Deion Sanders. I actually freaking love Deion Sanders. And being when a realist. He, yeah, I was just kind of being realistic. Um, so, was it was it Colorado being way better than we think? Probably a combination of that. Probably a combination of TCU just not really being a top twenty team. And where they were at last year, definitely. I mean, with the, with the Sonny Dykes is still the great coach, but I mean Max Dugan's gone. I know they lost a lot of receivers and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean Colorado, regardless of who they're playing, Shadur Sanders put up five hundred and ten yards of passing. Right, it's a school record in his first FBS game of which is insane, unheard of. Yeah. Hunter had 112 receiving yards and was a lights out on defense. So interception. Okay, maybe. He had a ridiculous interception. I know that. I, so I was, I was only getting catching pieces of stuff that was going on. Cause I was at a high school game. I was watching Jalen Harvey play yesterday or in the car on the way there. But 
No, I mean, I think I love most about about Colorado winning that football game is knowing how much it pisses some people off that Deion Sanders you want to see got, him that, got that dub. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm a little worried about that game in Boulder. That's going to be great. I'm going to try to go to that one. Hopefully we'll see, but that's going to be a great experience. You know, it's probably for some of the some of the teams that are going to roll in to Boulder, you know, that victory was probably a, a great favor because nobody's going to roll into Colorado thinking that, you know, they absolutely suck. Yeah. You know, now they're, you know, we got we got to be ready for these guys. So and looking at their schedule, I mean, it isn't a horribly rough schedule. I can definitely see it eight and four, nine and three, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I haven't looked at their schedule. You know, I, I think there's going to be a point to where um, playing an entire football season is different than playing two weeks, Fair. you know, and there's going to be injury issues. There's going to be depth issues and there's going to be some tougher opponents. Um, you know, they still have to play Oregon, USC, Washington, and, yeah. and I don't know their entire schedule. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how they're going to finish, but I, I'm just of saying course. realistically, there's going to be some issues later in the season. Yeah. But as for Colorado for next week, they take on uh, newly uh, coached Matt Rules, Nebraska, which yeah. they had a pretty bad uh, game in their first game against Minnesota. I'd actually fear Colorado more than I would Nebraska currently. Oh, 100%. <laughs> That's no doubt in my mind. Nebraska, in my opinion, is still a joke. So until yeah. proven otherwise. Right. Perfect. Matt Rule will get them straightened out, though. We'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> You're not a believer. I'm not a believer. <laughs> All right. Well, that will wrap up today's show. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of We Are SC's Recruiting Roundup with Scott Schrader. I'm Dylan Brazier, and we'll see you next week. Bye, Don.